Sartre a Mistrobin Hazarta. A Sartir I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read it. Hi, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely, and my guest for this week is... Gwen Beaudry. Uh, we are going to be discussing her two movies that she has chosen as a formative film and a current favorite that has reminded uh, them... I'm sorry. I just realized... Um, my pronouns are she and her, and your pronouns are everything. Everything. Yeah, I use I answer to what? she, her, he, him, they, them. There we or go. Or hey you, and hey you. Yeah. Okay. Well, and um, so uh, we will go into your formative and your current uh, favorite that reminded you like why you like horror. But first off, I'd like to talk about anything that you've seen late recently that you's either delighted or made you despise it. Okay. Um, well, so I, I finished the second season of Black Spot uh, last week, and it's so good. Oh, I, I love that show. I got about... Two and a half episodes into the first season. I'm really enjoying it, but I can only really watch um, foreign when Tekla's not around because I don't have the ability to concentrate on yeah. it enough yeah. when she's here. And and that's <laughs> definitely one, too, where it's like, you know, not only does it suck when you can't really read all the stuff, but there's so much going on at any one time <laughs> that you really need to be paying attention. But it's really, really good. And it I'm is. glad you brought it up because I didn't bring it up and I started watching it a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And movies? Oh boy, let me think about that. I haven't been watching about a lot of movies lately, um, unfortunately. I can go through mine, and sure. then if you remember anything that you have seen. So, uh, we had a three-week break. Um, I had, uh, just throwing it out there for people, um, I had a second surgery after my hysterectomy. That kind of slowed me down a little bit, and then I started back to work, and I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we had a one-week delay on this latest episode. So, I've actually seen quite a bit. And a lot of it is really stuff that I recommend, um, even if it wasn't perfect. Um, a really interesting one that I saw is a recent 2019 zombie film called Blood Quantum. Huh. And the interesting thing about Blood Quantum is it takes place on a, uh, a Native American reservation. Yeah. And something wacky hijinks ensue where... Um, uh, zombies start occurring, though it is quickly realized uh, that anybody with any Native American blood in them seems like they are immune. <laughs> uh, to, I like where this is going. Happens. Yeah, and it's really, really fun. I'm going to turn this a little bit. Wish Jim is going to get horrified with me because Comfort. he hates it. Yeah, he hates when I move things around and then it changes the sound. Yeah, but this way you can see me because right. I had like light behind my head. Yeah, I have. The, um, I actually have the light in my room turned on for once, because <laughs> otherwise you get this really beautiful like blue half of my face, and then you oh, can't would, see I would, anything. I would appreciate that. <laughs> it's quite arty. 
Of course, then what gets fun is yeah, as it that only helps people that aren't on a podcast. Yeah, and what's great is once it gets dark out, then it's literally just black with my face <laughs> floating. Yeah, judging. It's pretty rare. <laughs> All right. Uh, another one I've seen that is from uh, the director is only I think the second uh, film since he directed the Butterfly Effect. It is a movie called Ghosts of War, um, which I had actually spoken with Meg, who was a previous um, uh, guest on the podcast, and she brought up that she thought this looked really, really interesting. It is a group of soldiers who are in World War II, and if you are familiar with Butterfly Effect, Uh it does have those kind of science fiction elements that you would expect tangled in the story but you enter into the story uh, with a group of World War II soldiers soldiers that are taking over a mansion that had been held by Nazis Uh Uh, but they're kind of um, taking it over from a group of other soldiers just to hold it down until reinforcements come and wacky things ensue it is it's, it's a movie that I really I really appreciated in a lot of ways. I felt like it just missed the mark a little tiny bit, but it's really, really worth it for being an interesting story that you haven't seen before and for being atmospherically and and visually really, really interesting. Huh. Cool. Um, watched, rewatched Little Shop of Horrors from 1986 because I want to show it to Tekla, but I wanted to make sure that there wasn't... It's It's... It's really hard to watch things from the 80s mm-hmm. that I've been really excited waiting for Tekla to be old enough yeah. to watch and then watch them and realized <laughs> that they are they are not good anymore. They have not aged well. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went, it has. I went back and watched um um uh 16 candles a couple months ago oh. and I was just like, "Oh, oh. god." Oh no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really, really bad for so many reasons. And I'm, I'm really tired of the, uh, in why this was an acceptable storyline in the 80s where had sex with either a drunk girl or Or a girl who didn't know that you were the person you were. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because that's rape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it was really hard because, like, Revenge of the Nerds, like, Mm -hmm. was my heart story because I was like, it's nerds. And it's it's creepy as fuck. It really, (laughs) it really, really, really is. Yeah. Um, Well, like, I really like the movie Animal House, but dear mm. God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been years. Yeah. I mean, it is juvenile 12 year old boy humor, so, you know. It's true. Yeah. I, uh, I've gotten really, really good at accepting that some things are just very much a product of their time, and even exactly. though it was still not okay then, mm-hmm. we somehow didn't think about it. Yes. And it's and it's a hard road to navigate mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I, I think it's something that we're so much more, a lot of the times, willing to accept, um, say, with 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s oh, sure. film because you're like, well, well, you know, that was so time. long ago and the time and everything. Yeah. But yeah, you go back and look at stuff from the 80s and 90s and it, you're still finding a lot still. of just like, Jesus, what the hell? Yeah. Even sometimes, even the two early 2000s. Um, so, 
Well, yeah, no, it's to really... be fair, there are still plenty of people making movies with lots of reprehensible things in them today. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not the movies I tend to watch. Uh, a movie that I am so incredibly happy to talk about is a fairly short movie. It's only a, a tight 60 minutes. Mm. And it is um, Host that is on Shutter, which is a oh, yeah, streaming yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I still it have a is, Shutter account. Sure. Yeah, it is a 60 minute, because um, it's a Zoom call, mm-hmm. and they decide to have a, um, a, <laughs> not a, not a Ouija session. It's a, they decide to have a seance. You call, a seance. They decide to have a seance. And so for some reason, that word was escaping me. Thank you for it's the assist. I forget words all the time. I do. And, and the thing is, they warned me. Uh, there's a new medication that I'm on, thanks to all of the ha- wacky hijinks of my pelvic recent region. That's one way to put it. The pelvic sorcery that is going on. <laughs> uh, and there is one of the things is it it ruins my short term memory. There's and it and uh, well, it doesn't utterly ruin it. It just plays it plays games with it that are only fun for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, host, and it's a Zoom call, so it is the length of a Zoom call without having the membership. And it is not, and I hate saying that, it's not perfect. I, to me, there are a couple of things that really kind of was like, oh, because it just, it yeah. was like these little tiny, teeny, teeny moments that kind of took away like how stellar it was. But as a whole, it did so much with so little. Awesome. It just was fucking wonderful. Ooh, ooh, sp- Ooh, speaking of so much with so little, and it's not on my list, there's a movie on Amazon Prime. It's almost the same. I'm, like, gesturing with my pencil. <laughs> Emphatically. Gesture wildly. Um, I'm surprised I don't wave my hands around more often because I'm, like, <laughs> half Italian. There is a movie on Amazon Prime on the streaming called Witch Hunt. Witch-Hunt. Okay. And it is, again, that kind of tight movie with um, just a cast of characters of women that are getting together uh, to celebrate a birthday party. And it's it's only like just under 90 minutes. And um, they get together to play a game called Witch Hunt, which is an old, it's kind of like the old VCR games, but instead of a VCR game, it is a cassette game. Okay, that, yeah. So you deal, out, you deal out character cards to each person and each character in the witch hunt. So it's like the Salem witch trials. You have like the good wife and the pilgrim and the witch. Each character has abilities while, because everybody closes their eyes and taps on the table, which Jim is going to hate that I'm doing yeah. it. <laughs> and it announces each character has the ability to look at their card and switch with someone. So the cards get all switched around. And the person who is the witch is the only person as the, the, the round is going gets to look at their card after all of the switches are made to see if she is still the witch. This sounds like a game of, of, of werewolf. Oh, there's a, there's a, I, it's a card game yeah. where you, I'm familiar, yeah. but I've never, I've never played it. Yeah. It, it's kind of a similar vibe where it's like everyone has their cards, but they're hidden from each other mm-hmm. and you're sort it's sort of a bluffing guessing game. Can you steal each other's cards or move cards yes. without their, yes. okay, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So the, the wonderful thing about this is, um, these girls knew each other from childhood. They all went to the same nursery school together. All there right. was a hippy dippy teacher who thought that somebody somebody made the judgment that they were 
assaulted and tortured by this hippy-dippy teacher. So it involves this satanic panic element. Oh, God. Yeah. And backbiting friendships that might not be healthy friendships anymore. And playing a game where they're looking for the witch and also finding out if somebody who's at the party is actively fucking with them. Mm-hmm. Fun. That sounds awesome. Dance, 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 dance. Um, I don't know that this is... It's, it's a very... It's, it's low budget. It is... There are no bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. It is just a fuck ton of fun. Yeah. And I love it's to me it's like braid. There's a whole yeah. bunch of women movies I, and always shine mm-hmm. that have come out in the last couple of years of women just Yeah. Of of how women's friendships and women's groups can be dangerous yeah they can be really toxic um i mean i hate to be that person but there's a reason why most of my closest friends are guys and it's not because i don't have female friends obviously Mm -hmm. Um, i have plenty of female friends but i being that i'm you know half a dude anyway um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's i find that a lot of the time the things that i focus on and you know want to talk about and want to do tend to be things that most of my guy friends are into and and Mm -hmm. less on the female side. But I love, I love, love, love that I finally get to be on your podcast because I could talk horror with you all day. So I thought of, I thought of a movie and it's kind of hilarious because it is not a new movie by any stretch of the imagination. That's fantastic. But I had never seen it because, you know, stuff we'll talk about later. Didn't watch a lot of horror when I was younger. Um, Was uh, Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I had never seen it, and I've been kind of trying to go back and see some of the like big classics that I've missed yeah. out on. That was awesome. It's really, really well done. I love. It's, the f- it's hard. Go ahead. I, I loved the ending. Um, yes, me too. Because I mean, not to spoil a really, really so old ass movie. Is I am going to stop uh, because. I need to just start having, and I need to talk to Jim, because we've got a spoilers warning, yeah. that because of the movies that we discuss in depth, mm-hmm. there are they are always going to be very spoiler heavy. Yeah. So I think we are hitting the tipping point of this episode where I'm saying, yeah. with the movies that we discuss from here on out, there is a great potential. And I think Rosemary's Baby really deserves that, Yeah, um, to have a spoiler moment. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and tell me about it. So the fact that essentially the bad guys win. Make me they, so happy. And see, the point my takeaway on Rosemary's Baby is they may have won, but they didn't necessarily because as as frightened and as young mm-hmm. and as gaslit as Rosemary has been through the entire movie, she still chooses to stay and try and have any positive impact that she can on yes. raising satan's child yeah and that's amazing and and i think she is given so little credit for how amazingly strong she is after assault absolutely like gaslighting yeah she's just gone through this horrific abuse and she bounces back from it with determination and i love that fantastic yeah it's, it's fantastic. such a great movie for that it's in especially given how old it is it's such a great you know female in a lead role horror mm-hmm. movie 
And she's and not also, a scream queen. She's not, and she's you not. Know, helpless. She's no. actually a character with agency, which is awesome. Very, very true. And also, um, I kind of love the same. When you say that they, they, the bad guys kind of win at the end, I love additionally that elder, like an elderly couple or an even just older couple, because they were probably only in their 50s or 60s at that point. Right. But by comparison, they characters. seem yes. older. Yes. And they're, a lot of the time, that's something we've really seen disappear in the more modern years mm-hmm. because they really want all of horror's focus to be on the young. Yeah. Like I love, like that's one of the things that I've loved about um, the um, insidious movies mm-hmm. is having um, Lynn Shay have this wonderful yeah. role in it. And, and older people are so seldom allowed to yeah. never want to exist and do anything other than have a character role. Or, you know, if they, they do exist, they're always like, Oh, it's the friendly older librarian. Or mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's that the grandpa one, one you see to, for five yeah, minutes. The one who's going to die for you to have a character development. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I agree. Like, I really love older horror movies a lot of the time because the people are more relatable. They're more realistic seeming. Um, it's true. And I like that in modern horror movies, the, you st- you're starting to see a lot of going back to that, where it's not just yeah. you know pretty teenagers in a slasher flick. Yep. You know, it's, it, I really loved that. So that, that's, yeah, that's amazing. probably my movie there. <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating that Polanski is, is such an adept oh, I filmmaker. Know. And it's, it's really funny because it goes back to that conversation of problematic media mm-hmm. and also liking problematic characters mm-hmm. and liking problematic earth authors. Cause the thing is, yeah. it's one of the things that, you know, people have been talking about like especially with things like jk rowling's where they're like you have to stop giving her money or doing anything and i absolutely appreciate that but there's also an entire generation yes. of now adults yeah those books were incredibly formative for so many they people. were and helpful for a lot yeah, of people they really were it is yeah and it's it, it there is a means to accept that a story or a movie or something like that is really important to you as long as you still acknowledge the fact that it comes from a problematic person. Absolutely. And understand why they're problematic mm-hmm. and not trying to silence others that are discussing how they yeah. are problematic. And and yeah, that's that's always been a thing for me. Like again, I I have this with art, movies, music, books, mm-hmm. all of anything creative. Like yeah. there's a ton of of things that that I absolutely adore, even though they were created by heinous assholes. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're a big comic fan I too, am. aren't you? I am. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of assholes out there. Boy, howdy! <laughs> so what's been hard for me is I will rewatch the media from like Polanski that I've already mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, but I I won't watch anything new. And the one that really kills me is I've always wanted to see Repulsion. Mm. with uh, Catherine Deneuve and <laughs> I can't watch it yeah. and and I've rewatched Rosemary's Baby and really appreciated it but for some reason like I have this line in the sand especially for the fact that he continued assaulting yeah like and that he's always pursued very very young girls yeah well and it's I think it's doubly frustrating that he always seems to get a pass I know, because he's really talented, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, like, okay, I normally have a lot of respect for Whoopi Goldberg, 
But at one point, when it was coming up again and, and being really talked about, she made this comment about how, well, it, it wasn't rape-rape, and I just wanted to find a way to, like, surge my body through the internet and smack her. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, A, first of all, yes, it was rape-rape, as you called it, but also, it's it's just rape. She was, what, 13? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very... 12 or 13. 12 or 13. My, my, my other favorite is underage woman oh god i'm like no that's actually or or um uh um what is it? it's not unsolicited sex it's un non-consensual, non-consensual sex and i'm like sex, yeah eh, called that's rape. rape and underage woman it child i think the word it's, you're searching you're looking for, there, for is child 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 yes yeah, yeah. You know what? I was going to talk a little bit about the norm I'm watching, but I'm going to skip that. But what I'm going to say is I'm going to bring up the very last thing that um, I've been doing is um, I, a long time ago, Scream Factory, is Scream Factory and Shop Factory, the same company. Mm-hmm. They do these beautiful, um, uh, they, they, you know, take these old films and they just polish them up and beautify them and typically add a whole bunch of um, special features. Yep. It's really beautiful. They're awesome. And um, they had released three sets of Vincent Price sets. Um, And there's a lot of movies on each set. And I managed to- He was in so many fucking movies. Yeah, it's a lot of Corman. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have made it, the thing is, because I mean, I've watched, I just, I just loved Vincent Price when I was a kid because I think I saw him on the Muppets being, you know, and I was like, well, I love that man. And I don't even know why I've imprinted in some way. But for some reason, I just never had the opportunity as a kid to watch a lot of yeah, his films. Same. So I mean, I, I watched what I did, and, and and so I'm making it my my mission to work my way through the entire, um, the entirety of them. And the first one that I have seen is um, the Pit and the Pendulum, oh. and it has him and Barbara mm-hmm. Steele. Seen that one? Um, and it's wonderful, and it's gorgeous, really gorgeous. Yeah. And Barbara Steele is just young and beautiful. <laughs> And it's just so wonderful. <laughs> nice. I've been, and so, I think I'm about to start doing something similar with Hitchcock movies. Because there are a few that I, I've seen that I really, really love. And mm-hmm. again, speaking of horrible human beings. Um, yes, he was. But there's a lot that I haven't. And yeah. I like his style, you know? His style is really amazing. And I have, there's, there's two of his movies that are my very favorites, and then a whole bunch of them that kind of leave me cold. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that takes away from understanding yeah. what he did for film at all. No. But, like, you know, I'm going to love Rebecca till the day I die. <laughs> nice. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Rebecca's I'll amazing. I'll look forward to it. Oh, Rebecca's the most amazing film. Awesome. It's just, it's a gothic. Excellent. It's a gothic. Who doesn't um, love a good you know, gothic? Uh, so do I. Okay, so I wasn't going to bring this up because I kind of brought it up and then we froze and I was like, oh, you know, I've been talking for so long about movies that I've been watching. So well, again, been... like, I have not been watching a lot of movies lately. It's mostly been shows and then I've been playing video games and reading. <laughs> you know what, though? But it's it's funny, like, what we're capable of doing right now because mm-hmm. fucking 2020. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm only bringing this, this one year. up. So I this fucking year. Yeah. This this fucking year. <laughs> it was funny because I messaged, I have a new neighbor that just 
that just moved in. She bought the hoarder house oh. or townhomes and she bought the hoarder house next to me. She bought it in May mm-hmm. and she's been fixing it since she bought it and it only just moved in. Yeah. It was so bad. And it was a sweet old woman that lived in it. Mm-hmm. But it was so bad. There was like cocoons at the ceiling line. Yeah. And um, so she had to redo everything. That sucks. We had to, and, my, my, when my dad died, he was a full-blown hoarder as well. And he yep. had this enormous house. And it took us eight months and yep. five of the largest dumpsters you can possibly rent, plus the help of and many people and the, everything. And it, yeah, yeah, the emotional, the emotional weight of dealing with that is really horrible. Yep. It was um, rough. And so I've been like, Revisiting all of these amazing noir films, <laughs> and that is its own conversation somewhere else. I also, but I will yeah. say, because I mentioned gothics, mm-hmm. and, and everybody loves a gothic, uh, there is a wonderful movie that is, um, oh God, when did it come out? I'm not going to remember. But anyway, it's, uh, my name is, uh, my name is Julia. I've oh, heard of it. My name, I'm going to just pull up my letterbox because that's where my brain is. <laughs> um, it is a noir gothic. Oh, it that sounds out, awesome. It is, it is just... Because those are two things I really like. It, I know. It's like, it's like, who put chocolate in my peanut butter? Yeah. Who put peanut butter in my chocolate? I dig that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, and I'm so glad I pulled this up because there's a movie that I don't have on my list. Um, my name is Julia Ross, which okay. is a beautiful combination of uh, noir and gothic. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely recommend that. It's from 1945. And another brand new movie that is on Shudder called La Llorona. Oh, which, yeah. Which there is another one in the Conjuring universe that was pretty decent. Yeah. I didn't like how, how lambasted it was. I thought it was a pretty decent showing. Right. It had some great characters. But the new La Llorona is fucking amazing it 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 shows when you look it up on like imdb and on letterboxd it shows this is 2019 but it only got a u.s release this year Mm -hmm. and um basically um there is a it takes place in guatemala Mm -hmm. and it is at the trial of a guatemalan dictator who just just it was it was Holocaust level murdering right. okay. of of the um, Aztec, oh no, the Mayan, Mayan. the Mayan okay. people in Guatemala. Huh. He just he just murdered the shit out of them. Right, and he is at his trial, and he's also very old, mm-hmm. and his and his wife is also old, and they have their daughter who's living with them, and her daughter, and strangely enough. Um, at some point, her husband just disappeared, and anytime she pushes to do some research as to what happened to her husband, everybody's like, you know, you really shouldn't ask any questions about yeah, that. Yeah, And it is creepy. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Um, okay. But so I, know, I know what the La Llorona is. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, I told you my story about uh, last year for Halloween. I dressed up in this like <gasps> yes! black, f- like not blackface, but I had black makeup from my hairline down to just underneath my eyes, um, and I had these big, huge black horns coming off my head, and I was wearing this crazy ornate black jacket thing that I have and a black skirt, and I looked really cool. And <laughs> so we had a ton of trick or treaters, like we usually do. 
And I open the door at one point, and it is this entire family of Latinx or Latinx or however the frick you say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, people. And it was the little kids. There were some teenagers. It was mom and dad and then grandma. Oh, and grandma didn't like your outfit. Grandma freaked out. <laughs> I had to convince grandma that I was not going to, to steal her babies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, they were all like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Just like, don't worry. I am not La Llorona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I have talked your ear off. So let's get into your formative film. Oh, boy. So, Gwen, what was your formative horror movie? <laughs> I mean, there are a few, but the first one that, that really, really messed me up was Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, and See, it's a it is a formative film for is. me too. But I think I got a more positive walk away from it than you did. <laughs> so the thing about it is, it it's not even really a particularly scary movie in my opinion. But the age I was and the situation that I was in made it the most terrifying thing. Um, and this is this is a, a content warning for for people who have childhood trauma. I'm gonna apologize right up front. Um, but all you can do is give a warning yeah. so that people are, are aware. So um, my so I was a, a I was physically abused and, and emotionally abused by my father when I was a kid, and so I was already a pretty quiet, really tense, anxious kid. Yeah. And then we had this evil freaking babysitter was this nasty old woman and her Cro-Magnon looking son um, and it was one of the nights where my parents were out late on like a date or something and I'm like four or five years old and I think I was five and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street had just come out on video and so they had they, they wanted to make sure they could keep an eye on us us being my sister and I and so they forced us to stay in the living room while they watched this movie, and they wouldn't let us leave. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, that movie freaked me the fuck out. And yeah. I just, it, I developed this, this opinion of horror movies, that they were bad, and that I don't, would, couldn't understand why anyone would ever want to feel like this, and, yep. and all this stuff. Um and because when they're presented as torture, they yeah, feel like torture. It really does, um, especially when you're already a really you know messed up kid Kids in the, child. In the yeah. first place. So yeah, that was a really bad experience, and because of that, I didn't watch horror movies uh, for a very long time, or at least I didn't watch movies that I thought were horror movies until I was in my twenties. Um, wow, there are a ton of movies I saw, especially as a teenager, that some people consider horror movies and I'm like, no, mm -hmm. that wasn't a horror movie. And looking back on it, it's like, you're like, maybe it was. Maybe. <laughs> See, I don't want to make this too much about me, but I want to, I want to kind of talk about a very different approach. Sure. On it because, so I watched actually three mm -hmm. first. So, you know, I was, I was, you know, 12 or so when I think three came out. And then I, I immediately, like, as soon as I could put my hands on it, I watched the first one and I was completely unprepared because three is kind of the silly action movie yeah. with a whole bunch of silly catchphrases. And to me, I think 
the yeah. first Nightmare on Elm Street just absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is is definitely of the the franchise. It's definitely the scariest one. Yes. Um. So, I too, except mine was a stepfather. Mm, yeah, was hugely physically and yeah. and emotionally abusive. Except, you know, having never been in a position like that where a horror movie is used to punish me yeah. or to keep me in line, um, I sought out horror because. And I, you know, it's it's a theory that I've come up with and I've been in therapy and, and mm-hmm. I bounced it off her and she says, yeah, it sounds, that's pretty legit. Yeah. I started seeking out scary films because I was so terrified 100% yeah. of the time that I started seeking out scary stories and scary movies because it was a way for me to safely explore yep. a feeling that controlled me and held and, me hostage. And it, it gives you a modicum of control. Over those feelings. Yeah. Because you, you can safely explore. Yeah. yeah. You can stop Something that's whatever. used against you all the time. Yeah. And you get to explore it in a way that feels a mm-hmm. lot safer. Yeah. And so horror has always been really cathartic to me. Mm-hmm. But I can absolutely see. I because It was that for me. Because I was never placed in a position like yeah. you. And where it was used to hurt yep. me. And, and that was the thing. Is that. The babysitter and her son really liked watching horror movies, and mm. if we were staying over for any reason, then we had to watch them too. And, and so it just never got any better. No, it really didn't. <laughs> um, until we stopped seeing that babysitter, then hey, yeah, things um, got worse enough. I imagine where it was just like, yeah, no. This is the same babysitter who one time we had to do an overnight, and uh, she the the bed she was going to put us on was a water bed and she really really didn't want these two small children to wet the bed so she told us that uh if we wet the bed we would be electrocuted and killed this woman was evil yeah <laughs> you can make a horror story about her exactly um, but yeah so once you know once we didn't have to see her anymore i wasn't being tormented by horror movies but it it, by that point it was so very cemented in my head that yeah well and also i mean you think about it it's the 80s a lot of the the horror that existed in the 80s was all kind of like slasher flicks and stuff like that it's very true and i tend to be more interested in the psychological stuff me too um and so like I enjoy a good slasher flick every now and then, and we'll be talking about that later. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. it was either terrifying as hell, or it was just something that I really didn't enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or it was something um, that I didn't think was a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard, though. It is really hard when... There are a lot of aspects to your life that are very frightening or very horrific. All of a sudden, you watch a movie that's meant to be frightening you in a certain way. And you're like, well, that isn't scary. (laughs) You know, all of a sudden, we all become (laughs) Crocodile Dundee where we're like, that's That's not not a knife. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, so to prepare for this, I wrote down three lists that I'm looking at right now. And Mm -hmm. it is uh, movies that traumatized me as a child. Movies that I didn't think of as horror movies, but I've heard people say they are. And then more, like, stuff I've seen as an adult that I've really enjoyed in my delving back into horror. And I'm still, in a lot of ways, a really big neophyte when it comes to horror. Um, So, this has been great. But but see, but now you get to experience it all for the first time, and that's amazing. Yeah. That's like... 
That's like the best part. And especially when you know a bunch of people that are into horror, Mm -hmm. like we are nothing but gateways for you to to tell you all the fun stuff to see. Well, that's Um, the other nice thing is now that I'm, you know, almost 40, like all the people I know who are really into horror are really welcoming and like, yes, come enjoy this thing we love. Whereas when I was, you know, a teenager, even if I wanted to kind of get into something, most of the people I knew were teenage boys who were gatekeepy and stupid. Mm, oh, yeah, <laughs> terrible. So, yeah. And sadly, they still exist. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I just don't care now. Exactly. That's, you know, you, you, your, your fucks slowly drift away mm-hmm. as, as you enter a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had fucks to give since my 20s. Yeah. Um, one thing I do really want to bring up is one gift that um, that Nightmare on Elm Street has given is a wonderful pile of documentaries mm. um, as we enter Jen's, Jen's documentary, documentary corner. Yes. <laughs> An amazing one that just came out <laughs> last year was... Um, uh, Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. It was Ooh. by Mark Patton, who was the star of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Okay. Um, and his horrific experience of being basically outed as a gay actor and and having this movie that came out um, with gay subtext oh. that was just fucking text. Yeah. And his horrible experience of that happening, you know, in the mid-80s. And it is wonderful. He's a charming man. I met him last year at Crypticon. Oh, nice. And he is the sweetest, most wonderful man. But it's 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 really nice because it's it's put together understanding and speaking from his experience without deitizing him too much and making him too perfect. He nice. definitely comes across as a human being. With flaws. But it is. And, and it's also yeah. yeah, and it's also on, on Shutter. I feel like cool. I'm becoming a Shutter ad- advertiser. It's a great um, resource. It is. It's yeah. a great resource. And and the people who are um, putting together the catalog of what they show really care. Yeah. Um, and so they really try to have it be something that's showing even if it's schlock, it's it's like fun schlock. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really wonderful. Um, there is a, like a four, four and a half hour documentary called Never Sleep Again hmm. um, that basically worked its way through the entire series. Wow. Um, interviewing a lot of people that were in it. Um, and it's crazy because you go into it understanding it's four hours long and it never feels yeah. like that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another really wonderful one, a little less quality, is one that's done that's called I Am Nancy oh. that was put out by um, Heather Langenkamp. Okay. Um, and it talks about her experience. Because um, she, and she talks a little bit about the fact that, you know, she was in the first movie, she was in the third movie. And even though she was this huge part of the series, it never really was allowed to be about her. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it also does talk about, you know, I mean, she married um, the special effects oh. guy from the movie and right. fell in love with him. So, I mean, she's like, she's got her husband and her child. Yeah. Um, created a, a lifelong relationship with John Saxon, who just passed, mm-hmm. uh, that lasted the rest of her his life. Yeah. Um, and also just kind of talks about, you know, and it's nice to, it's, it's. When these documentaries come out, it's really nice to see um, a, a woman's experience mm-hmm. in these because it's really underrepresented. Yes. And um, in some circumstances can be really awful. Yeah. 
Um, I just thought of something else I've watched recently that it could... Please tell me. Um, I watched the Netflix show Lock and Key, which is based off a set of comic books that are written by Joe Hill. Yes. And they're great. They are the both. They're both great, and it's a little bit different, but it's still it really, really good. It is, and I'm. I know they got approved for a second season, mm-hmm. but I don't know if COVID ate that or not. Yeah, I have no idea. I know that it was supposedly in the works, but yeah, I don't know. It may just be massively delayed at this point. But yeah, they. Um, I really love both. I enjoyed them both for what they were. Um, yeah. The for the most part, for the most of it, they're very similar, and then they really depart at the end. Um, which was kind of a bummer, but I also get it because the end in the comics is really messed up. And I actually only made it halfway through the comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jim's read all of them and really loved it. And it's what got me into it. I couldn't handle how dark it was. It's very dark and it just gets darker. Yeah. Um, And so I hit a point where I was like, it stopped being fun for me. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fair. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The, well, if we're going to talk about... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the, the the Netflix version is a lot less dark. It still has yeah. its moments, but yeah. it's not quite as dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dark, then what were some of the movies that you saw far too young? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look at my little list. And I wrote this list because I have a terrible memory when I, I'm on the spot trying to think of stuff. Okay. I support you because I literally have a letterbox so I can, like, just create lists of movies. Yep. It is my favorite thing to do. So, uh, Poltergeist. Oh. I, do, do you know what? I just showed that to Tecla. Really? And Jillian was horrified because it fucked her up. Oh, yeah. Except I've very gently introduced yeah. Tecla to horror, and she's kind of not a horror person. Mm-hmm. But I built her up for it yeah. and then held her through it. Yeah. And and she really liked it. Cool. That's all. I actually yeah. like Poltergeist a lot now. But again, yeah. I was seeing it Too like young. five or six. And Too it's just young. like, ah. in in again, in that like horror movies is torment mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, this was in a completely different environment. And this is responsible for a big lifelong problem. Uh, heavy metal. So 90% of heavy metal is great. The B-17 scene with the zombies. Okay. That... I only vaguely... Because I... It's another thing. It was just on cable mm-hmm. too much. And the thing is, I never had cable. So I'd, I'd go down to Minneapolis for some reason. And HBO fucking loved heavy metal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't flip through the stations without mm-hmm. hitting heavy metal. And none of us were old enough for that. <laughs> yeah, neither was I. Uh, my... Okay, my dad... My dad, one of his hobbies when I was a kid was to bootleg videos. Oh yeah, um, you know was we would his hobby in the eighties. Yeah, 80s. we would you go to Blockbusters. You, you go. rent like a stack of ten videos. You bring them back the next day. You re- and get a new you one. record them yeah. on on the slow def thing mm-hmm. where you can get three whole movies oh, on that yeah, one VHS like the, tape. The ten hour yeah. tapes. He'd cram yeah. as much as he could on it. Yeah, so he did this a lot. <laughs> to the point where you remember the the big two drawer uh f- pull out drawer things for oh, VHSs yeah. and they had like yeah. probably 15 slots. Yeah. He had 82 of them. Dear god. Yeah. Well, Cuz yeah. he also would record stuff off TV. And he oh, recorded yeah. the most random shit. Like he had enti- yeah. the entire frugal gourmet recorded. Like all right, whatever. 
I think his idea was that he'd get back to it and learn to do stuff. Yeah. Same thing with, like, this old house and a bunch of other stuff. Harder. Yeah. Um, and th- <laughs> this was actually kind of cool in many senses, because I grew up watching the Asterix cartoons because of this. I don't have any idea where he got his hands on them in the 80s in Western America, but <laughs> he did, and I grew up watching them. I grew up watching a lot of really cool stuff. Because it was available. Yeah. And he, he had so many movies that he had to make yeah. a catalog so you could find anything. Uh, yeah. Right? But he was kind of a dumbass sometimes. And so <laughs> I saw things like the the uh, Skinamax version of Cinderella Ooh. when I was really young because he just labeled it as Cinderella. And you're like, yay! Yeah. No. Thought I was getting Disney. Got a bunch of tits instead. Um, and yeah, so I would encounter a lot of really in- age-inappropriate stuff that my dad had in there, and Heavy Metal was one of them. Um, and I was like, cool, it's a cartoon, and there are boobies, okay, cool, whatever. And then Later. I got to the B-17 scene, which is, is the one with the Don Felder, you know, Don't you take that ride, 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 ride on Heavy Metal, that one, <laughs> is one of the best songs in the movie. But yeah, it's this weird, like, zombies on a plane. And, like, basically there's, like, a dogfight happening in the beginning of the bit. And then the people who are killed in this this B-17 bomber start coming back to life as zombies and killing all the other people and all this. That is directly responsible for my lifelong fear of zombie movies. Ugh. Everything else about it, I about heavy metal, I enjoyed, but that freaked me the hell out, yeah, and I've had a problem yeah. with zombies ever since. Although I've I've pretty much gotten over it at this point because I've been really working on it. But yeah, and that got solidified by the um, oh god, I was late teens, early twenties. The uh, I think it was the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh yeah. Um, and I already knew I was not into zombies. So mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? You watch your movie. I'll be in the other room working on my homework. Except I could hear it. And that yeah, is oh, when I realized. Hearing zombies. Okay. That's when I realized that the, the biggest problem I had with zombie movies was the sound. Um, yeah. The sound's terrible. Yeah. Like, like that is actually like listening to zombie movies mm-hmm. is actually, I think, 10 times worse yes. than seeing it. Yes. It was terrible. <laughs> It's a very visceral noise. It is. It is a very visceral noise. And actually, I've started doing this thing where every now and then when I've got any kind of horror movie on, whether it's, you know, zombies or, you know, watching an episode of Hannibal or whatever, um, sometimes I'll close my eyes and just listen to it and try to imagine what's happening. And my imagination is ten times worse. (laughs) Ten times worse. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Well, I don't want to keep you on too long, so I do want to say, what is your uh, current formative, or your current film that reminds you of why you love horror? So, I don't remember which of two answers I gave you, so I'm just going to do both. Um, You gave me, you gave me a very, my my favorite film of 2015. Okay, yeah. Which was, which was Let Us Pray. Yes. Um, And I, I saw that movie because you recommended it. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have heard anything about it. Like most oh, of the people I know, about it. it's crazy. Yeah, I've actually shown it to a lot of other people, and it's interesting <laughs> watching people's reactions to it. 
Um, so, mm-hmm. so let us pray for those of you who haven't listened to any of the episodes where she talks about it. Um, is, is this really tight movie that occurs pretty much almost entirely in a, uh, police precinct. Yep. And it's a very small precinct. There's not a lot of people there. It's got a little teensy tiny jail in the back. Um, it's, it's very small. It's for a very small town in, Wales. Wales, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was mm-hmm. Wales or Scotland. Um, <laughs> I, I'm i almost pretty positive it's Wales. Okay. Well, if but it's I not Wales, it was totally Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, in its own weird way, it is actually kind of a slasher flick. It probably is Scotland. Anyway. Well... <laughs> Fair. Um, anyway. Yeah. So but it is. It's, it's a slasher flick. Is, I don't like slashers. Neither do I. <laughs> and I love this movie. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, this movie is so weird to me because it, I shouldn't like it as much as I do. And I really, it's, really love it. It's, like, almost a parable, though. Yeah. So, basically, it's, you know, you're in this precinct and and you're you're following this brand new rookie cop. Yep. And everybody else in the precinct is corrupt and, as hell. And she has gone to work in a cesspit. Yes. It is just fucking horrible, yeah. filled with fucking horrible people. And she has a, a really unfortunate past of her own. Um, hey, what do you know? It kind of ties in with today. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she's an interesting character with a lot of agency. And then you have all of these, I mean, characters, really, that work in this precinct. And they're all horrible. In their own special and unique ways. And they are. But they're interesting. But they are. They're all interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's just a boilerplate anything. Because even when you hate them, they all have this depth to them that this movie almost doesn't deserve. Yeah, and the movie actually kind of gives them that little bit of like, yes, they're horrible and this is who they are. But here's a little peek behind the curtain as to maybe why. On all of them, yeah, yeah. Um, and and, it, and, and they're still they're, you still and, hate them, but <laughs> oh, they're still fucking awful. Yeah, and what I love is you're watching them careen along horribly, mm-hmm. and each of them comes to a T in the road where they could almost be better. Yeah, and you see them almost do it. Yep, except it's not convenient. Yes, or they wait a little too long. And then they just go, fuck it. Yep. So the other fun element of this film is played by Liam Cunningham, who you might recognize from Game of Thrones. Who I love, by the way. Sorry. Just have to let that sigh out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing that kills me is when they interview um, uh, Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, she goes, it all builds to this end. And then... And I was like, what? You, what? Oh, okay, really? And I was like, bitch, get out of, get out of the way. I will kiss him for yes. you. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm, he, he's not nor, like, I'm not usually into, like, significantly older men, but damn. Yeah. He definitely works for me. fits. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. And on top of it, um, at the wrap up of, of everything having gone horrifically wrong. <laughs> He doesn't say, hey, come with me, little lady. Yeah. He says, like, I will let you lead the way mm-hmm. and I will let you find these damnable people and yes. we will punish them together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm in. Yeah. 
Because he's like, hey, why don't we enter into this fucking sexy-ass partnership where I treat you like an equal. Yeah! The hilarious part about it is that his character, and again, this is kind of big spoiler territory, so if you Mm -hmm. don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead. Uh, He's the devil. Basically. Like, they never come right out and say it, but he is the devil. He is the person responsible for punishing sinners. Yes, and I was just going to say that. I'm like, he's not how they present demons of, like, just wanting bad for bad sake. No, he is very much presented as the devil Mm -hmm. where it... And and, and he almost wants you not to come to him. He doesn't. Like, that's the thing. Throughout the movie, he's always giving these characters the opportunity to be better. Just be a little bit better. Yeah. Go on. Like, you've got time. You've got time to make a better choice. But he also pushes them a little bit. Not in not and not in the like I'm changing who you are, but he he stresses them out. He puts them in a situation where it's it will show who they really are. Yeah, and I love that. I think this is a big part of why I love this movie because that's always kind of how I imagined the devil. He's not a bad guy. He's yeah. he's the person who punishes the bad guys. Yeah, but he will and he won't lie to you, but he will mess with you. Yeah, and test you. And I, I always love that. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's great. And then, obviously, like, towards, as the movie progresses, it gets kind of bloodier and bloodier. And so, there's some really crazy moments, and it's so it's good. It's so tense. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, like, people who, people who you kind of thought were trash, mm-hmm. like, just go for, so far beyond. Yeah. Where you're like, oh. Yeah, it's like, okay. oh, well, you know, if you were just trash... I would feel bad about what's happening to you, but you are legitimately terrible people. Yes, I am. I am okay with this. Mm-hmm. And it, there's and, like, a lot the of kid, it's just kind of beautiful. The kid, Caesar, the, yeah, in the jail cell, yeah, Caesar, Caesar. Like yeah. that one is almost heartbreaking because it's like, oh, you, you were so close. You could have been. He better. was, but he was so fucking terrible. Yeah. Like he, like you think about how long he's there. Yep. And he never says. Yeah. No, because he's too awful. concerned with saving his own ass. And oh, that's skin, the whole yeah. point of his character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh and the guy, so the guy, the teacher who beats his wife. Yes. Like, And just kind everybody. of fucking with Caesar as, as Caesar's starting to, to carve his name. Yeah. Uh, he's carving his name and he's like, well, maybe you should learn how to spell it properly. And you're like, it's his fucking name and he's oh, misspelling it's- Caesar. I, I love Liam Cunningham's Cunningham's character, not just because he's the best devil ever, but because he he is such a smartass throughout the whole movie in this really, really subtle, downplayed kind of way. And it's kind of like he's the audience poking at the holes in all of the stupid people's like actions. And I mean he almost he almost breaks the fourth yes. wall. Like there's Yes. <laughs> It's just so good. It's it's like he's winking at you and just sort of, you know, in, implying like, that, you know, we're in this together. I get it. <laughs> these where, where he's like looking at you like going, these fucking guys. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, these the fucking, fucking guys. guys. <laughs> and it, it that makes it sound like it's really camp. And it's, I mean, it's, it's not. not. It really isn't. Like, it's a slasher flick that isn't camp. And in the big like attempt to escape, yes. And 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 um, like Pollyanna's fight with the doctor, mm-hmm. 
is is just harrowing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the thing. The movie is. It is one harrowing moment is, after yeah. another. It 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 is a tense movie in the best possible way. Yes. Um. It's also it's one of those movies that it feels so tight. Like there's nothing wasted. No, there's no wasted moments. Yeah. There's no, and if you're paying attention, it it really bears revisiting. Yes, because there are so many hints mm-hmm. to so many things yep. that happen later in the movie, early on. Yes, it is a very thoughtful. It is, which again, slasher, but thoughtful, mm-hmm. atmospheric. Um, and the but song. It's, that it, they, it's they funny because it's atmospheric, but it's also really fast paced. Like yeah. something's always happening. Yeah. yeah. And and the song they use they 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 kind of use like one song mm-hmm. in a couple of different ways, and it's very catchy. It is rapping. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. I went and found so it after that. If you've movie. never seen Let Us Pray, go see it. Do yourself a favor. It's wonderful. It's fucking delightful. So, I, I'd have never thought I'd be on this to, to take right? this new revamp that we've done and have somebody say it. So I was just thrilled. I love the movie so much. The other one, of course, is Midsummer, which I mean, I've yet to encounter a person who doesn't love the shit out of that movie. So there's men online. Well, OK, they don't count. Like all the people I know in real life who've seen it have had nothing but nice things. It. It's so good. It's it's my happy place. Like I I've grown to love horror and and a lot of really macabre things, but that one feels like being wrapped in a cozy blanket. It is. It makes me so and, happy. And you know, and it's like one of the, to to read to circle to circle round back <laughs> to an earlier conversation. Mm. That you've kind of got to understand that, that the cult that they go to yeah. is kind of problematic. Oh, yeah. But I don't fucking care. I don't know. Um, I would enter it as a 20-year-old knowing that I am going well, to be welcomed especially and Especially after going through held. all of that trauma. Like... All of my trauma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I will invest the next 30 years of my life to being in the most welcoming, yeah. like, community-oriented... You know, it's like we keep joking They're all the so time thoughtful. that we all want to. They are, and they will. They will hold you. Yes. So do you feel held by him? Exactly. No, I don't feel yes. held. Uh, and you can, he, He's like, he's like, baby, I'll hold you. Oh yeah. And well, you're like, I mean, from the get go, I'm like, dude, leave that asshole and get with that one. Yeah. Damn, yeah. he is so yeah, much cooler. The big Swede. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> a gorgeous, but b his personality is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I know actually, that there so are funny. a lot of men online who are, who don't like the ending specifically, nope. and it's just like, and, well, <laughs> and on top of it, well, it's because they don't like they don't like their behaviors being pointed out as negative. Yeah. There's always like, the, well, he's like, not that bad. Yeah. He's not that bad, and yes. even the actor who played him is like, well, I didn't really think he was that bad. And every woman who's ever been in a gaslighting um yes. thankless relationship like <laughs> oh midsummer <laughs> anybody like he fucking forgot her birthday yeah he's only and, there because he feels like he has to be like he doesn't love her nope and and my because he he and he even said i what if i break up with her yeah and i can't find someone better and she won't take me back yep. She's the placeholder girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the two things that got me with him 
is is number one when he tells her that he's going on the trip just days before. Yeah. When when even though they've been together for five years, uh-huh. yeah, doesn't tell her that he's taking a months a month long trip almost. Yeah, I think. It was it's a, a month. really long. It, it was, was like a month long trip. Yeah. To, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, and he, well, and like, even there's like a huge she, fucking difference. She responds to that with like, "Wait, what?" And he tries to play the whole. Oh, he's I like, told I, you a while ago. You knew I was going on this. And it's just like she's like, "You told me you were interested in doing it," which is a huge yeah. difference than to I'm leaving on Tuesday. Yeah. For a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like there's guy. so much in that movie that shows how little he values her. And yes. I mean, I've dated that guy, you've dated that guy. Anyone who dates guys has dated that guy. <laughs> and while I don't necessarily think that they deserve to die in real life in a movie setting. Sometimes it's nice sometimes to it's just nice, yeah. To visit that. Yeah, it's I actually have movies. a really there's a yeah, there's a beautiful pin that was done by this one company and it just has her in her triangle flower <laughs> outfit and underneath it it just says burn him yes. and it's yes. it's so beautiful and amazing oh my god i i found an image the other day that cracked me up it was like a care bear golden book but the care bear was like it was like a yellow care bear with a oh god i forget what was on the tummy but yeah it's just broken open it has a guy's face in place of the face I lost it. Uh, I actually just bought the director's because I haven't seen the director's cut yet, which is a little bit longer. Um, And I've heard it kind of elaborates on a couple of things. Um, But it's from A24. And um, it is the most stunningly beautiful packaging. It's like a bound book. Um, that it's about, it looks like a bound book that is the size of the old CD cases mm-hmm. that you used to get when you used to buy them before they came in just CDs. Yeah. So it's like that size. Mm-hmm. And then you open it up and it's got, it's got all of the art Ooh. as pages that you oh, flip through. Oh, I wanted to mention something about this actually. So I, uh, the second time I watched it, I made James watch it with me and he loved it too. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is that James can read Elder Futhark, the runes, and they're real. The ones in the movies, Whoa. they got them right. They're actually yeah. real. Like the scene where she, uh, where the, the redheaded sister is yeah. putting the, the thing under his bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, that was, that was love. That was sex. That was what that, that rune was. <sighs> yeah. And it's, it's, that was a really cool thing. I have a thing. lot of faith. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in Ari Aster yes. that he will do all the research and he seems to really believe that every portion of its creation is important. Yeah, every detail counts. Yeah. Which I really like because that yeah. appeals to the way my brain works. <laughs> yeah, and I I love that because the movies that I love, I love revisiting. Mm-hmm. And I want there to be layer upon yes. layer later that I can go more back and, and just gnaw on it. I want to bite it and, and chew on it yes. and get that marrow. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the so. reasons why I love watching movie documentaries. Um, mm, like I, uh, I watched um, uh, Lost Souls, the the behind the mm, scenes, Richard, yeah, yeah of. Um, uh, uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau, which is a Whoa. terrible movie that I happen to love because it's terrible. Um, but God, don't Richard, don't watch that. Uh, Richard Stanley. 
Richard Stanley. Have you seen um, the new movie that he I just I haven't, did? but I really want to. I've heard wonderful things yes. about it. It's not it's not really my jam. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to appreciate it regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've never been much of a Lovecraft fan. Yeah. I'm um, not... Because I learned, too, I learned too much about him before I had gotten into well, him. even before... So then I didn't. Yeah, even before <laughs> I knew a lot about him, I always hated reading his stories because he was the biggest freaking cheater. No. Because Oh, because it's, it's all indescribable? Yeah. Instead of actually taking the time and the creativity to really come up with something, he just... No, it's indescribable. Yeah. He just cheats and uses your imagination. <laughs> And doesn't have to do any work. But your imagination's better. Oh, the imagination is totally better, but at least describe something. Like, give me a little bit. Yeah. Tell me bone. Work with me here. You know, and there are a few characters that obviously does. Like, you know, Cthulhu yeah. being kind yeah. of a big tentally thing. And there, but... and there have been movies that I've seen. I'm, I'm not going to read his stuff. Because it's just yeah. not my jam, and that's okay. Yeah. But there have been a couple of things that I've seen, especially that have come out of the, like, the Lovecraft Society mm-hmm. down in Portland and that group that have been amazing yeah. and I've enjoyed. Um, also, um, th- I, I haven't watched the first episode yet, but I am very interested in Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Yeah. Me too. Jim's read the book. Nice. Um, and we very deliberately got HBO so that we could watch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So um, HBO Max, I think, um, where it's kind of hard to get if you only have like a Roku. Mm-hmm. But if you but if you have Hulu, mm-hmm. it's one of those add-on subscription services that you yep. can get, which creates an accessibility if you need it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm really excited. Good, uh, I unfortunately, gotta, there's a bunch of stuff on HBO I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I am never going to let you waste beautiful lists that you've created. So let's see. So far, we've revisited the stuff that you saw too young. Well, so there, what there's, was? there's one more one on more. that list. Okay. What else did you see too young? Alien and Aliens. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Very young. And dear God, I love those movies now. <laughs> now. <laughs> it's it's funny because um, uh, uh, Alien... Anyway, we, we just discussed, I just discussed Alien on the last episode. And it's funny because I really loved Aliens mm-hmm. when I was younger, but the older I get, the more I love Alien. I Yeah, so it's I need to rewatch Alien because mm-hmm. I have not seen Alien since I was like 12, I think. Oh, yeah. Whereas, it as yeah, an adult. Whereas, like, I've revisited Aliens a few times and it's still mm-hmm. good. And it's I, fun. And I still have to look away during the Med Bay scene and... <laughs> But it's great. Um, and yeah, I, I I really look forward to kind of refreshing myself on Alien. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the stuff that you saw that um, people have informed you it was horrid? You're like, that is scary. That's scary. Okay. So some of these things, like, were are more on the thriller side of things. Okay. But some of them, uh, looking I back pers- at it, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of... <sighs> See, and I I hate that there's a whole bunch of, like... I, and I find it kind of gatekeepering, mm-hmm. um, where they're like, well, that's not horror, that's thriller. Right. And I'm like, right. my horror, my horror closet where I keep all of them mm-hmm. and pull them out and show them off to everyone, it contains a lot of thrillers, because yeah. that's yeah. what I enjoy. I like them. They're Again, it's more psychological. Yes. Uh, exactly. So the one that always immediately springs to mind is Silence of the Lambs. Yes. I yeah. loved that movie from the first time mm-hmm. I ever saw it. And then it just opens the door to Hannibal. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I'm just going to do a really quick rundown of this yeah. list because it's a little bit long. And I, no, I know we're taking a lot of time. So no American Psycho, Old Boy, Body hey. Double, <laughs> Battle Royale, uh, Let the Right One In, Evil Dead 2, The Shining, Jacob's Ladder, <laughs> Prophecy, Prophecy, Lost Boys, House on Haunted Hill, the Vincent Price version. Yeah. Uh, Tremors, Wicker Man, the original. Uh, Misery, Cat People, and Twelve Monkeys. Those are wonderful movies. They're great. I love every single one of them. <laughs> but for some reason, like, it took other people being like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Here's a great horror devil. movie. And I'm like, what? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So, what's your now? Your other list is recent ones that you've loved. So, these are movies that have helped me sort of delve back into horror and oh, really horror. like okay. find a home there. Brought you back into the fold, yeah. And Let Us Pray and Midsummer are definitely on the list. Um, and Rosemary's Baby is actually on this too. But uh, let's see here: uh, Hereditary, another Ari Aster, of oh, course. Geez. Yeah. Um, and as a person with mental health issues, that movie was a trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you realize how amazingly broken her whole family was. Yes. And her whole raising. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny, um, just personally, is I shouldn't be able to watch and enjoy Hereditary mm-hmm. with my family and with yeah. my abuse. Yep. And for some reason... It's I handled just, so well. Well, yeah. You're like, I don't care what you make, Ari Aster. I am going to watch it. Seriously. Yeah, so so immensely good at that type of of delicate treatment, and, and handles the male and female experience really well. Yes, um, because uh, her husbands, yeah, like there's so much of um, there's so much where you can see he's putting aside his feelings to try, yeah, and handle his family, mm-hmm. but you can literally see him break. Yes. Yeah, he's and, not just the the monolithic stoic man. Yeah, like, no, he's, man, man, husband, lamb yeah. that just gets to be trotted out, and she's never seen as, which makes her loss mm-hmm. so much more harrowing because yeah. you've gotten to see everything that she's gone through up to that point, mm-hmm. where it, yeah. it ends for her, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a very like. It's a hard movie to watch, but it's a very mm-hmm. worthwhile one, I'll yes. say. So let's see. What else does we have on here? The Thing! John Carpenter's <sighs> The Thing. Didn't watch it till I was an adult, and boy, am I glad I finally got around to it. That is the closest I have to um, a film that I was a bit too young when I saw it. Yeah, uh, I, we, I saw it on, on Laserdisc at a sleepover. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, great movie. Love it. Um, uh, my, one of my favorite Christmas movies is now Rare Exports. Oh, see, I haven't seen Rare Exports. It's my, great. My horror, my horror Christmas movie is Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm, I don't know that which one. Which is, an, it's another zombie. It's another, it's kind of a lighthearted zombie movie. It's set over in England and, um, it is a horror musical. I love it. It's wonderful. You will enjoy it very much. So Rare Exports is a, a movie about where um, Santa Claus is actually a scary monster, basically. Um, but this little boy and a couple of other people find a way to trap Santa Clauses, plural. 
Ooh. And they start exporting them around the world for Christmas. <laughs> it's really freaking weird, but I love it. Um, I loved I Walked with a Zombie when Rias was doing the thing at Square Crow. Um, I really enjoyed that because that's that is zombie in the really super classic sense, and I thought it was. I fascinating. Walked with a Zombie was was my introduction pre Cat People to Val Luton. Cat People is also on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Cat People. Um, if you ever get the uh, Val Luton mm-hmm. um, uh, DVD box set, Ooh. they're all really worth watching. Nice. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Let's see. What else do I have in here? Oh, the recent uh, It Part 1. I haven't seen Part 2 yet, but Part 1 was great. It, it like with the the TV, it's funny because uh, Jim and I just rewatched both of them. Mm-hmm. The story is more interesting with the children. Yeah, and that's it is. not really the movie's fault. It's not really the TV series, the the mm-hmm. the miniseries' fault. That children's story is just compelling. It really, really is. And I feel like I again, I haven't seen part two of the moderns, but I have seen so, the miniseries, yeah, and I feel like the children are so much more interesting characters than their adult yeah. counterparts. I will say, I feel like. Whereas it's just slightly less, mm-hmm. just a little tiny bit less because the children are so compelling. Mm-hmm. It makes some changes, some really important changes that it really should have been made in. Jesus Christ, how much cocaine did you have to do, Steve? Yeah, um, yeah, no child orgy. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Let's just, let's just cross that one off and know Right now. Um, it makes some really great choices mm-hmm. with... Um, with the adult characters that are fantastic, and I think you're really going to enjoy it when you do see I'm looking it. forward to it. I really am. Yeah. Um, oh, so here's the other fun one, is I have, as an adult, a couple of zombie movies that I like. I really like, as a matter of fact. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite horror movies, and it's obviously my favorite zombie movie, is Cemetery Man. Oh, see, I've never seen Cemetery Man. It's really charming. Um, I and it, it. it's, I think part of the reason I like it so much is it's, it's technically a zombie movie, but mm-hmm. not really. It's not about the zombies. The zombies yeah. are sort of just there. Um, and it's, you know. It's Rupert before he went all crazy oh. and he's still so beautiful. And you and, get to yeah. see his naked butt and, oh. <laughs> well, and it's, 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 um, it's an Italian horror film too. So mm-hmm. you get lots of like very curvaceous women and, and sexy men and all this. Win, win, win. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, and it's kind of a fun story. And there's an interesting, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's an interesting characteristic about his character that, or about, what everyone in the village thinks about his character that I thought was fascinating. <laughs> Just, I'm going to have to, it's one of those ones where I meant to see it earlier and then it got built up so much that I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. No, I, you don't want to watch it and not love it as much as everybody else yep. does. So it's like, you're like, well, if I never see it, then I never yeah. have to ruin well, my idea of I'm, it. I have such a contrary nature when someone tells me to watch something over and over and over and over again. You're like, ah, oh, you've basically guaranteed I'll never yeah, watch it. pretty much. I keep having to remind my brother-in-law of that because it's just like, dude, <laughs> I, I, I'll get to it. Just, just, just chill, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like the other zombie movie I really liked is one called Versus. 
It is a Japanese Ooh. zombie film. And it is... It's set in what is sort of kind of like a movie version of... Um, Oh, that forest in Japan that I can't remember the name of that everyone calls yeah. the Suicide Forest. Yeah, yeah, Suicide Forest. It's sort of set there, kind of. It's not, mm-hmm. but it kind of is because there's dead people everywhere in this forest, um, and it's it's this this one guy, well, this one hot Japanese guy, and he's fighting again, and he's he's escaped or something, and he ends up fighting against these these gangsters led by this other really hot Japanese guy. <laughs> and there's a girl who the one guy's trying to protect and the other guy, you know, the whole thing. Is it versus like in versus in a song or is it versus as in opposing, opposing. each other? Okay. Um, and it is, <laughs> it's, it's a dumb movie, but I love it. Um, Doesn't matter. And, it, and ultimately it's, there's this weird like, things happening through time and and position swapping. But anyway, like, halfway through this movie, suddenly zombies. <laughs> and zombies with guns. Because why not? Exactly. It, oh, it's really I silly. You know what's so funny is I, I totally remember seeing that cover. Mm-hmm. The guy on, with the, the... Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the purple... Yeah, the, like, yep. I completely on... Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a fun movie, total popcorn flick, but uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> and the zombies are like it—they're supposed to be scary zombies, but they're not. But they're not. They're not. I'm I'm so happy for that period of like '95 to like 2004 of like yes. Asian horror yes. that like uh, was just so amazing. It's awesome. There's so many gems. Yeah, Asian horror and Asian action movies. Oh, and nice. this is Wonderful. this is kind of like a horror action movie. Oh yeah. So Best of both worlds. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh my gosh. It has been so wonderful <laughs> seeing your face. Yes. You too. And and I wish 2020 hadn't destroyed. 2020 all over everything. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> we're so much closer now now that we're in Buring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someday, yes. someday, someday there will be a vaccine. Someday, someday, someday. Someday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you for discussing these movies with me. Yeah. And I loved getting to talk thank to you. Thank you for asking me on the pod. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear it. I'll, and then I'll be like, God, I sound like I talk through my nose all the time. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, talk with you guys in two weeks. Right. And you have a great night. You too. Good night. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com. On Twitter at drtlpodcast on Tumblr, or at facebook.com slash don't read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and fiends about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>